What in the fuck is really going on out there? Buds in the basement. Welcome to Buds in the Basement Podcast. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And today's pod's going to be a little bit different because I'm doing this solo. No Bubba the Mouth this week, but he was off doing some pretty cool shit. Um, we didn't, our, our stars didn't align. We couldn't meet up to do a, a session for a podcast this week, but uh, you know what? He did some cool shit and I'm going to let him tell you the good news about that though. That'll be on the next episode. Okay. I don't want to ruin that for him. He, he, he needs to tell you. That being said, um, I want to do something a little bit different, a little bit more fun, uh, just because it's me by myself and it's very weird doing this. Let me tell you something. Uh, it's, it's weird as fuck. But anyhow, um, I had some very cool people uh, play along with a Q&A type thing I wanted to do for this episode. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be pretty awesome and it'll, it'll put a, a little bit more uh, light on on my beliefs and, and such. But anyhow, um, let me start from the beginning. Um, because before I segue into what I really want to get into, I feel like I need to start from the beginning where I sit politically and how it all began. So I have a very hardcore Southern Baptist upbringing and by hardcore, I mean, extremely hardcore, but that being said, their beliefs were, were very right-sided, uh, Republican. And so that was the way I was brought up. No matter what the issue was, it was always Republican, Republican, Republican. But at the end of the day, the only reason, uh, now that I look back at it, you know, the only reason they voted that way was because of the abortion issue and to each their own, whatever. I don't want to get into, you know, religious beliefs and all that, but this is, this is where I'm coming from. So I have this hardcore Southern Baptist upbringing and, you know, I, I became a staunch Republican just because of that. It's just what it was. And, you know, I can't change it or whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I was a staunch Republican from then. So when I turned 18, it wasn't time for a presidential election yet. And I don't necessarily remember who was because uh, I think I voted for governor when I turned 18. But I don't even remember who ran back then. Now, I mean, it's been a long time and a lot of party and in between you know what i'm saying but uh the first presidential election i could partake in was in 2000 with uh george bush and al gore and of course i voted for george bush because you know of my my background and my upbringing well we all know how that turned out okay it was eight years it was a disaster it was war it was a lot of money spent it was massive inflation and uh and gas prices were through the fucking roof okay sounds familiar doesn't it well yeah because joe biden and and president bush are the same exact president but anyhow going back to that um 9-11 happens right and you know, I, I got behind all that hoopla, you know, I was like, oh, my God, how could this happen? And and we need to do something about this and blah, blah, blah. Well, I started looking more into it. Right. Because something about that stunk like yesterday's diapers. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole that most won't understand. But the bottom line is 9-11 happened because the United States doesn't know how to mind its fucking business and leave people alone. I mean, that's that's just what it was. And it's an unpopular opinion, but that's, that's exactly what happened. And so, you know, when they start talking about, oh, my God, it was these terrorists and, you know, there was weapons of mass destruction and we need to go to Iraq, even though bin Laden was the one who uh, took credit for that. We need to go to Iraq and go get fucking Saddam, right? There's they have all these weapons of mass destruction and a bunch of other bullshit lies they fed us, which totally got the country behind the war. We're like, yeah, we're going to go kill brown people across the ocean in the desert. Right. Oh, my fucking God. Looking back at that, what a disaster that turned out to be. It was a 20 year disaster. okay? And that being said, Bush had power for eight years totally tanked this country i mean this we were in a fucking mess we were in a recession everything was through the roof there was inflation i mean i was really let down by my presidential choice right so 2008 comes along 
and I'm not down with who's running. You know, there, I believe it was McCain and Obama, and I've I've never been one to be a Democrat. Um, and there's reasons behind that. Uh, number one, they always attack the Second Amendment. They're always going after the Second Amendment. And I'm sorry when it comes to guns, those are your rights to protect yourself from the powers that be. You know, a lot of people have the Second Amendment misconstrued to where it's about you know protecting yourself from your neighbor or, or and such. You know, or somebody breaking into your house well that's not necessarily why the constitutional right was drawn with the second amendment okay the second amendment was drawn because it's supposed to protect us from them and democrats are notoriously attacking the second amendment along with you know especially recently with biden saying oh you don't need 30 round magazines what do you need those for well anybody who's paying attention to what the hell's going on in uh, ukraine right now that is exactly why you need 30 round magazines you need 100 round magazines okay that's exactly why okay and not to mention you know there's other things that democrats stand for that i just can't get behind a la universal health health care and uh universal uh college for kids and it sounds great on paper but how do you pay for that well it's through taxation and i'm sorry folks you know i pay enough taxes and so do you whether you think so or not and i think most of you think we pay enough taxes and we probably pay too much taxes but that's the only way it works is through taxation and why is somebody else entitled to to the fruits of my labor why is it my responsibility to take care of somebody's health it's not it's that sole person's responsibility that's why you know and and that's just one of the you know those are a few reasons why i can't get behind the democratic party and whatever so circle it back you know the 2008 election comes through i'm definitely not voting democrat and i'm very pissed off at republicans at this point because the george bush presidency was a fucking disaster it really was so I'm starting to like look around and stuff and I run across this dude named Ron Paul and Ron Paul was spitting some serious shit y'all like I don't think you understand he was preaching the words of liberty and freedom and fiscal responsibility and not going to blow up brown people across the ocean for no reason you know it was about peace and prosperity and you know it just sounded real and abolishing the federal reserve let's let's swing that back when somebody's talking about abolishing the federal reserve that's my kind of people okay we need to get back to the gold standard the federal reserve is ruining the dollar we will talk more about that later anyhow this Ron Paul guy really perks my interest. And I, you know, I'm all ears at that point and I'm buying into it and I'm loving it. And I ended up voting for the guy. You know, I loved him. I loved what he was talking about. I love the message of freedom. I love the message of liberty. And to be quite honest with you, all these things that we're seeing right now unfold in front of our eyes with all this government bullshit he was literally saying this was going to happen if they kept it up in 2008 with the republicans and democrats with the reckless spending and the endless wars and all the bullshit hoopla okay so that being said i'm all in I vote for the guy. Obviously, he didn't win. But I mean, he's literally predicted all these things that are happening between 2020 and 2022 on this very day. He predicted this back in 2008. Please feel free to get on YouTube and listen to some of his shit back then. I mean, the man is on point. I decided I was going to be a libertarian. Okay, and and libertarians are are very peaceful people. Contrary to popular belief, you know, the media will always say libertarians are, you know, extremist and an anarchist. Oh, my God, these anarchists are so bad, you know, and really, we are just about human rights, natural rights, not just for our team, but for all people, whether you're black, brown, yellow, white, purple it didn't fucking matter if you were gay straight trans it didn't fucking matter if you're a human being you have these natural rights okay you have the right to free speech and say what you want to say you have the right to defend yourself from your government and or intruders on your property you have the right to body autonomy your body is your temple it says this in the bible right your body is yours okay and and to put it into layman's terms and to make it real simple i became a libertarian basically because i don't know what's best for you 
I only know what's best for me, okay? You are the only person who knows what's best for you. And that's and that's pretty much the libertarian philosophy is minimum government and natural rights matter, okay? That being said, I got to go into this right now because it's it's really weighing on my heart and and I've had a lot of questions about this today from males and females. Now, 33% analytics say 30, 33% of our listeners are women. So I feel like I have to go here. Roe v. Wade, yes. I'm going to go there as a man. But I'm going there as a pro-choice man, okay? Being pro-choice does not mean you're pro-killing babies, okay? Because that's really fucked up when you say it. And when it comes out of your mouth, it's really fucked up to say that, okay? But being pro-choice means... I'm pro medical freedom. I'm pro. I don't know enough about that to even want to even consider having a judgment on that. Okay. And it's not for me to judge. I'm a man. I'm not a woman. I can't tell a woman what to do with her own body. Okay. That is just no, no. And the government definitely has no say to tell anyone is or women or men or children or anyone what to do with their bodies. They that is not their fucking job. It is not their fucking right. They have no right to tell you what to do with your body. And I mean that when it comes to abortion, I mean that when it comes to vaccines, your body is autonomous. It belongs to you. You own it, okay? And that's how I feel when it comes to abortion. It is not it's not because I hate babies or anything like that. It's because it's none of my business. It's none of the government's business. The only person's business it is, is between that doctor, that woman, and God. You know, and I see a lot of Christians out there. Oh my gosh, the the babies and what are you going to do? What are you going to do after those babies are born? Are you adopting those babies, Christians? Are you, are you adopting those babies? I'm a Christian, okay? You know, and I'm a I'm a pro-choice Christian because I believe in free will. Okay, the Bible speaks of, you know, the the it's it's a it's a live baby due at conception, right? If I'm saying that right, I'm probably you know I'm a few whiskeys deep doing this. I was a little nervous today. I'm sorry, not sorry, but at, at conception, the Bible says you know it's it's a live being. Okay, now that being said, the Bible also preaches on free will. I will choose free will every time, no matter what, because at the end of the day, if you are a God fearing person, no matter what it is, that person has to answer to God and they will be judged by God, not by me, not by the United States government, by God. And you have to leave it there. In my opinion, my opinion, you know, we all have opinions. Opinions are like assholes. You know, we all got them and they all stink. Okay. But in, in my humble opinion, uh, that is just a place the government doesn't belong. It's a very touchy subject. It's a personal subject, but they don't belong there. They don't belong making rules like that. Now, do I believe there's a certain uh, time where it, you know, it should be a cutoff time where, because it does get to be fucked up. I mean, there's a certain point where like these, these doctors are killing babies, you know, you can hear them yelling and screaming. It has to be done before that point, in my opinion, whatever. I guess that's my Christian side of me coming out right now, but they're there. You know, most abortions can be handled through a pill and it's over. You know what I mean? And, and that doesn't seem so bad that, that, you know, that so-called, you know, living being had never even breathed air outside of the womb. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I sound like a fucking cocksucker right now. Who knows? But I know it's none of my business. It's none of your business. It's none of the government's business. Okay. When it comes to Roe v. Wade and, and women's rights and women's abortions and all that stuff, that is between that woman and her doctor and God. And that's where it should end period. Anyhow, I got to get away from that. We're, we're leaving that right now. Now I'm going to get back to some questions that I had from people today. And uh, th- they're pretty fun questions, actually. Let me uh, let me go to the first one. Oh, let me scroll up. Oh, come on, Mike C. Where are you at? Mike C. 
Mike C. Mike C. And I go way back, actually. Not like super far back, but like I used to do some really, really, really stupid shit with Mike C. We used to party pretty hard. It was so much fun. We had a great time. And, uh, you know, that's it, it's it's good memories. But anyways, Mike C. Mike C. Wants to know. How did you get started in podcasting or what made you want to do this? Well, this is a question that's that's pretty important right now because, well, I go back to a, you know, let's go back to when I was a kid and I wanted to be a rock star. And if I wasn't going to make it as a rock star, I was going to be a rock jock on the radio, you know, and that was going to be awesome. So then you, you move forward many, many years, and I go to school for broadcasting, radio broadcasting at Specs Howard uh, in Southfield. And actually, that's where I met Bubba the Mouth. They, you know, he's my co-host, and, you know, that's that's what I wanted to do. Well, long story short, I got in some legal shit, and I, had, I did. I had to go to jail for a while, you know, and... Uh, Unfortunately, the the dream ended there just because of that situation. And, you know, I had to go pay my dues and and start over again and do all that stuff, you know, because I was in jail for a long time. I was in jail for six months, you know. Don't drink and drive, trust me. Let me tell you about drinking and driving. Don't fucking do it. You're a retard if you do it seriously because, you know, I went through the gauntlet when it came to that shit. But anyhow, you know, I graduated from broadcasting school and had to go to jail for six months one week later uh and that really sucked and so i never got to do my internships or you know go look for work or anything it was kind of just a shattered dream i started to feel like you know school was a waste of time and money and uh you know such is life well i meet this awesome chick and I ended up marrying her and you know we always talk about each other's dreams and stuff like that and when the pandemic hit you know I got pretty vocal about what the fuck was going on and I was very upset and and just like most others I mean that you know that was a bad situation 2020 was awful for on so many levels for so many different reasons however you feel about it is how you feel about it but I decided you know right around then I want to do a podcast well, 2020 rolls by. I'm still bitching on social media about, you know, all the government bullshit. And 2021 comes and I'm still bitching on social media about the, all the government bullshit. And Christmas time comes, right? Well, and in, in the summertime, I had bought a new computer. I needed it for my work. My wife needed it for her work. You know, so I bought a Mac and blah, blah, blah. And that was the end of it. And that was in the summer. Well, Christmas of 21 comes by. And what does Mrs. Buds get me? Podcast stuff. So now I'm stuck doing this shit, right? Now I have to do it. I got to stop talking about it and start being about it. So Mrs. Buds pushed me into this, which I'm so glad she did. I'm really having a good time with this. But, uh, you know, that's pretty much uh, how I got started, you know, doing podcasting and and it's been it's been a lot of fun i love interviewing people i love you know i i love just talking to people and having open conversations about this dumb shit that is happening around us right now but now let's move to the next question from mike c oh shit what's in the bucket mike c i know you're listening so you're gonna laugh at that but uh you know he says, do you remember the moment you went from young Sean to old Sean? <laughs> oh, man. I don't really know, brother. Uh, young Sean had to get put to sleep. He really did. Young Sean was out of his medicine and out of his fucking mind. Um, I was having way too much fun or so I thought, and it got me into a lot of trouble. But uh, to be honest with you... I just needed to chill the fuck out. I didn't need to be partying out there every night and, you know, drinking myself into oblivion and and whatever the fuck else I was doing, chasing tail and all that dumb shit, you know. But, you know, from young Sean to old Sean, I just... I got sick of being hungover, really. Like, the hangovers are so bad. The older you get, the worse they get. So drinking just became to not uh, be my favorite, 
you know, and and that's just what it was. But those questions are from Mike C, and I really appreciate them. He had he, oh, uh, well, I kind of covered that. He said, "What's your younger years stance? What's you know what made you realize you're an in- independent?" I kind of covered that in the beginning, so we can go from there. But now let's see, let's see who's next. Oh, Corey W. Corey W. is actually a fellow libertarian guy of mine. Uh, we we have some awesome conversations. Some that that are not so awesome too. But like he's one of those very cool people who can a- agree to disagree and or agree to agree, and everything's fine no matter what you know. But uh, Corey, oh man, Corey W. He, he's got the good questions. He's He's got some good ones here. He says, name three issues that you agree with each team, red and blue. Well, Corey W., let, let me stew on this for a minute because, you know, what I thought I agreed with on certain things, I don't think they agree anymore. So I guess when it comes to... Uh, the left that I agree with, I support gay marriage because as long as somebody's living their life life peacefully and not hurting anyone or taking their stuff, what the fuck do I care how somebody's living their life? So I'm, you know, I'm down with gay marriage. Okay, whatever they want to do, as long you know, whatever. And the equal opportunity, I am down with equal opportunity. Okay, um, right now they're the left is preaching equity. Um, that's a little bit different. Um, the equal opportunity is the equal start, not equal finish. Equity is an equal finish with, you know, without an equal start. You know, that's that's what the left used to believe. And that's that was those Kennedy Democrats, which I firmly believe had I, I lived through that era, I would have definitely been a Kennedy Democrat for sure. Um, and what else would I agree with the left on? Well, they say they want to legalize weed. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I, I, I agree with legalizing everything. Well, not, no, no, no. I shouldn't legalize everything. And that goes into his next question, actually, Corey W. Corey W. asked me, should all drugs be legal? Well, that's a libertarian thing. Uh, libertarians want to legalize all drugs and, and the prohibition. That is something... If there's there's a weird line there, Corey, uh, because I feel like if somebody wants to ingest something into their body, that's their business, as long as they're not hurting somebody and or taking their stuff. You know, if that's what they want to do with their life, that's what they want to do with their life. But personally, I'm okay. I, I think all drugs that grow out of the ground from this earth should be legal, whether it be mushrooms, marijuana, DMT, you know, stuff like that. All those drugs should be legal. Uh, as far as things that could be cut up, you know, you know, stuff like heroin, cocaine. I can't, I have a hard time with that one. I have a hard time with the, uh, the, the legalization and meth. Like what do you legalize that stuff for? That's not stuff that comes from the earth. It can't be beneficial to you. At least psilocybin and, you know, and or mushrooms can be beneficial to your mental health and your life. And, and so can cannabis, uh, cocaine. I'm not too sure about, um, definitely not heroin. You know, I've, I've lost a fair share of people to heroin. So I have a hard time like saying heroin should be legal, but you know, it's, it's really none of my business what somebody is doing behind closed doors. Now, if, if somebody's robbing liquor stores and whatever and breaking into houses and shit to get their drugs, that obviously falls in the don't hurt people, don't take their stuff category. And that needs to be dealt with. Okay. But does it necessarily mean prison? Eh, I don't think drug addicts should be in prison just for doing drugs. Like if you, if you were, if you got pulled over with paraphernalia and they locked you up for it, I think that's trash. Okay. You know, because you weren't hurting anybody and you weren't taking their stuff. And that's, that's really what the libertarian, uh, you know, philosophy is based on is don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. Like, why do we need 9,000 laws on every fucking thing under the sun? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't you just simplify it? Don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. Live peacefully. Do your thing. I do me. You do you. It's not fucking hard, you know? And then now, oh, oh, Corey, Corey W., not political, but they, he said the local uh, radio station is debating the greatest of all time status of Jordan and Brady. Um, Corey W., the answer is simple. 
Brady is the greatest football player of all time. And Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I can't, I can't debate those things. That their their records prove themselves. Six rings from Jordan, and he only went six times. You know, Brady's got seven and went ten. You know, who else has done that? Nobody. So it's hard to say. You know, anybody else would be the greatest of all time, right? I mean, I would think so, anyways. Now we're gonna go to Heather L. Heather L. is asking me, ooh, Heather L.'s got a good one. Do you think pro-life people get anything right, and are you able to understand their perspective? Well, yes, Heather L. They, I, I understand what they say 100% just because of my Southern Baptist u- upbringing, okay? I understand that, you know, their belief is based on the Bible, and that's great, you know, that's fine. I don't I don't ever knock anybody for the religious religious beliefs and whatnot. Um do I see it from their perspective? Yes I do because of that. But I also see it as it's not my place, it's not the church's place, and it's not the government's place to tell somebody what to do with their body. No matter what, if it's a male, female, dog, cat, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that is something that should be left up between God and that woman and her doctor, you know, and I've already said that, but I do understand that perspective. I really genuinely do. And that, you know, and I said this, you know, earlier when I was going into it, there needs to be like a timeline where you got to cut it off and be like, Hey, you know, cause it does get fucked up. It really does. And I'm a man, like I have no place even really talking about this, but I'm going to go there because I have balls and, and just, and whatever. So Heather L, thank you so much for that. Um, where are we going next? Where are we going next? Ken C. Ken. Oh, he's going music. All right, Ken C. Ken C, what is your favorite band? Oh, man. Ken C. Why do you got to do this to me? My favorite band. Um, Shit. I have like 9 million favorite bands and songs and all kinds of shit. But if I had to pick one band to be my favorite rate, my favorite right now or my favorite ever or jeez. See, these are fucked up questions. Why you guys got to do this to me? The political stuff is so easy. And then you want to go music. And I'm so musically bipolar that it's so hard for me to figure this out. So my favorite band, My favorite band is going to be, I still got to go with Avenge Sevenfold and a lot of like true metalheads, quote unquote, hate them. Um, their fucking guitars are amazing. Their, their original drummer was a fucking beast. The Rev rest in peace. Um, but now they're, they're the recent drummer, the newest one, Brooks Wackerman. I mean, that guy's got history like a motherfucker. Uh, Brooks Wackerman actually played drum or no, I'm sorry. Brooks Wackerman's brother played drums for Frank Zappa. So there's a little interesting tidbit for you. But I still got to go with Avenged. Even at my 42-year-old self, I still got to go with Avenged. I love their stuff. I love the melodic stuff. I love the guitars. I love the screaming. I love the not screaming. You know, and and most big metalheads will be like, fuck that band. They're fucking garbage. Well, I like them, you know, to each their own. Now, Ken C., what are you saying here? What... What your what's your favorite car jam that you know you're going to get a speeding ticket from? Breaking the law, breaking the law, Judas Priest, fuck yeah. That song gets me pumped every time I'm in the fucking car. That will make me drive fast and take chances, you know, just because I'm breaking the fucking law, man. <laughs> oh, and now can see with the third question. Favorite food that you didn't eat as a kid but do now? Uh what would be that um tomatoes i fucking love tomatoes now they were not my thing when i was a kid i hated them to be honest with you but i love tomatoes i think if that was gonna be a thing because i anything meat i was cool with minus liver i will never love liver uh no thank you it's so disgusting i did liver and onions once and i was a kid and that was the last time that's ever gonna happen but thank you ken c for that i uh i love that um let's see Oh, where's he at? Where's he at? I oh, 
Chad P. Now, Chad P. is the one who was uh, randomly mailing me government propaganda t-shirts, which I fucking love. I knew that was you, motherfucker. You just tried to play it off like, oh, I didn't do it. I swear I didn't do it. And then you had me believe in it. And then I got it all. I got I got it. I got all weirded out because I was like, who has my address? Oh, my God. Thanks, Chad P. But anyways, Chad's questions are... What made me decide to be a libertarian? I kind of covered that in the beginning. But, you know, I'll say it again. You know, what made me be a libertarian? Because I don't know what's best for anybody else, and neither does the government. Uh, Here's another one from Chad P. How has politics changed my life? In every sense of the word, really. Uh, How has politics changed my life? Well, it changed my life in... 2021 when the towers hit the building because that's when i really started researching government bullshit and and everything that was behind it and what they were doing and and i knew i knew something didn't smell right and so that is when it really started um now it's changed my life because i'm doing a podcast about politics now you know uh it's it's something that really really is important to me it is important to me to get a message out that there's a better way than republicans and democrats um because no matter what those people are just gonna lie to you steal your money and fucking restrict your rights they're gonna take your rights i mean and who's to say like listen for all you people that are pro roe v or i'm sorry against the roe v wade thing um do you really think for one second that your rights aren't next because that's how this is going to go, okay? They already attacked body autonomy when it came to the fucking shot, okay? And all the right-wingers were my body, my choice, okay? And now this Roe v. Wade thing gets leaked, right? Which, let me throw this in there, okay? I, I'm a pro-choicer, but let me also say this. The person that leaked this opinion about Roe v. Wade should be fired immediately and never allowed to practice fucking law in any type of court ever again. Never. Because you broke the code, dude. Okay? That, you know, and it was just in time for midterms. And it's a lot of fucking clickbait for everything that's going on right now. Because the midterms are going to be a big fucking deal. And this was just something to rile up the crowds. I totally get it. But you know what? I'm not down with fucking overturning Roe v. Wade. And I'm definitely not down with the fucking person who leaked it, okay? They need to find out who did that and get them the fuck out of there. And they should never practice law again. Never. But anyhow, where am I going? I'm getting sidetracked. ADHD moment. Squirrel, hey. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, if Chad P. again. If you were a politician or decided to run, what would you change? Fuck, man. I would change everything. The whole landscape of of our government right now is a fucking mess. And I would, I would just, I would literally, I'm going to take a Trump swarm, a Trump swarm, Trump term and drain the fucking swamp, dude. That's what I would fucking do because this shit needs to end. Like I feel like everybody needs to just go away and we need to start over new and put common folk into fucking polit, you know, into the political chairs. Just put people like you, people like, I don't want to say me. I don't want to work for the government. Fuck that, dude. I don't ever want to work for the government. But I mean, put common people in there with common interest to do the right thing for themselves and their fucking neighbors, man. Not just for their political party and their political gains and bullshit, dude. The Republicans and Democrats are both fucking, you know, guilty of that shit. And so, you know, if if I what would I change if I, you know, decided to run? I would change the landscape of our government because they are not for the people. They are for themselves and their friends. I would have a government that was for the people. I would never take fucking buyouts from anyone. I would never, never fucking turn my back on my fucking neighbor just because somebody fucking tried to bribe me with some bullshit. That's what I would fucking change because there's too much, you know, 
there's too many billionaires. You know, the left is mad about the billionaires and the right's mad about the fucking corrupt governments. Well, the billionaires are running the fucking corrupt governments, dudes and dudettes. I mean, let's wake up here. We, we have to wake up as a nation. We have to. This isn't going to get better. So the fuck what? I see a big red wave coming through here for the midterms because the Democrats have fucked this up so bad. Okay. Then what? Then nothing gets done for the next two years because they're going to do nothing but fight because they can't. So let's, let's throw this out there right now. Okay. So the, the Democrats are in charge right now. So they get everything. So then the, at the midterms, say the Republicans take over the house and Senate. So then anything that the Democrats fucking try to bring up the the Republicans are going to shoot it down, whether it's good or bad and vice versa, you know, and then the, and then the president can just veto anything the Republicans voted on. Nothing will get done. It's so stupid. They're so at each other's throats that whether it's a good policy or a bad one, whoever drew it up, the opposite side's going to fucking shoot it down. And that's not good for America. That is not good for the people. Okay. You know, this is another reason why I'm a libertarian is because no matter what these people do, it is not for America. It is for themselves. It is for their friends. And that's, you know, that's the bottom line. Believe it or not. I mean, that's take it, take it or leave it. Now, oh, let's see who's next here. Oh, Kylie C. I'm, I'm keeping everybody's last names private just because like, you know, whatever. So Kylie C. Kylie C. had some good stuff. What, what do you agree and find similarities with on the left on well i just already said that i kind of said that in the beginning so and then when are you going to touch on roe v wade oh i'm there baby we're there and i got your back ladies i will always have your back when it comes to that your body's yours and fellas you really 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 need to start sticking up for your women when it comes to this shit because number one, those are your moms, those are your wives, those are your girlfriends, those are your daughters, those are your aunts, you know, those are grandmas. I mean, I hope grandma's not having abortions, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like th- these women, you have to stick up for their rights. These, these are people that are in your life, stick up for their rights. And not to mention that yours could be next, you know? They're attacking body autonomy from both sides. Look at Democrats forcing vaccines on everyone. Republicans want to say these women don't own themselves. No, fuck that shit, man. Guess what, motherfuckers? Everyone owns themselves. Every single one of you own yourself. You only know what's best for you. I don't know what's best for you. Joe Biden doesn't know what's best for you. Donald fucking Trump doesn't know what's best for you. You do. I know what's best for me. We need to start owning ourselves. Come on, man. Let's fucking wake up for fuck's sake. It's so ridiculous that the federal government thinks they have so much fucking power over us. Yes, now we're going on a rant. Yes, I own me. You own you, okay? That's how this fucking goes. The federal government's job is to literally be fiscally responsible, protect our borders, protect our rights, and leave us the fuck alone. And they don't do any of that. They are intrusive. Everything we fucking do has the government involved in it. Do you know why healthcare's fucked up? Because the government's involved in it, okay? Do you know why education's fucked up? Because the fucking government's involved in it. Take them out of the equation. We, The federal government's job is to not run every single aspect of our lives, whether it be Republicans and or Democrats. Fuck, man. Like, come on, people. This is not what this is fucking about. What it is about is freedom. What it is about is liberty, the freedom of choice, medical freedom, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, the fucking United States Constitution. Do you fucking realize how important that Constitution is? That is a second, well, depending on who you ask, I'm a God-fearing man, so the, the Constitution is the second most important document ever written other than the Bible because it protects us from a fucking tyrannical government. And if you don't think what is going on is fucking tyranny for the last two years, wake up. Please wake up. Okay, right now, you know, my Kylie C. asked me why I dog on Democrats so much. Well, 
The answer's simple, really. Um, they're in charge right now, and they're the ones fucking up. That's why. Um, who? Who? Let, all right, let's let's break this down for you. Who's the one during fucking COVID to told you, that told you to close your business? Democrats. Who's the one who fucking told you whether your job was worth a shit or not? Fucking Democrats. Who's the one who fucking told you that you could worship your your fucking religion or not? Democrats. Okay. That is way, way, way beyond government overreach. Okay, and that's why I have a fucking problem with Democrats, amongst the other things with the universal health cares and the universal fucking uh, education shit, dude. That all comes from taxation. Taxation's extortion, okay? My responsibility is not to put anybody's kids through school. Neither is it yours. My resp- somebody's health is not responsibility. It's theirs. You get the government out of those entities and things will get much better, I promise you. Don't give the government more power in those fucking situations. It's only going to get worse. Have you ever talked to anybody who's ever fucking came from a socialist country or a communist country that had universal health care? They'll tell you it's a goddamn nightmare. That it's a waiting list for years just to see a doctor. I'm not kidding you. I had to set up. Listen how fucked up our healthcare is. And it's not even fucking a socialist program yet. And I really hope we don't get there. I set up an appointment. or I'm sorry. Mrs. Bud set it up for me because I fucking hate doctors and shit. But. You know, I hadn't had a physical in over 20 years. Seriously, I'm not, you know, I I feel good. Nothing's ever felt bad. But, you know, I'm in my 40s now. I feel like I need to get checked out. She made that appointment for me, I believe, in February or March, maybe. Something like that. And I couldn't even get a physical until then. Okay, and that has to do with other shortages from, you know, doctors and nurses and such right now. And that's the government's fault, too. All these shortages of fucking workers, you know, and all these shortages of food on the shelves and stuff like that. This is all government shit from government policies. It really is. I I don't know what else to tell you, you know, but I I don't want to get too much, you know, deep into all that. Now, Jeff, Jeff H, Jeff H. I love Jeff H. I love his wife. I love his family, his wife's mom. Uh, I did a lot of work for them through the years and they, you know, they became friends and such. They're great people. So Jeff wants to ask, Oh, what do you think of all the food distribution manufacturers catching fire lately? Where's that headed? Well, Jeff, that's a very good question because these 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 food manufacturing places or distribution centers are mysteriously catching fire. Um, multiple have. It's not like just a couple. There's been multiple. I want to say at least six big one big manufacturers. Is this by design? My personal feeling, yes. Um, I don't know who would be doing that. I mean, I have an idea, you know, but, but that's neither here nor there, but yeah, that, uh, man, Jeff, I don't know enough about it, honestly, but it it seems very convenient at this very time, the way things are going. I will say that, uh, Ooh, what is Jeff H? What is your take on QAnon? Um, well, QAnon, let's, let's talk about QAnon for a minute. QAnoners, I don't know what to call them. I'm calling them QAnoners today. QAnoners, uh, in a nutshell, believe that fucking JFK Jr. is still alive and working for the Trump campaign. So in a nutshell, I mean, if that sounds crazy to you, it's uh, it sounds crazy to me too, trust me. Um, and another thing about QAnon is... Every prophecy, you know, because they, they try to put these prophecies out there like there's something. Uh, they None of their prophecies have ever come true. Not one. Not even close, to be honest with you. Uh, they get a certain type of group fire, fired up, and that's fine. I see them all the time. I have a uh, a bogus Facebook account, you know, for when my, my main account gets, you know, put in jail. And uh, there's a lot of people from QAnon on there, and I, I don't believe it. Um you know, there's a lot. I did watch The Fall of the Cabal, um, which was put on QAnon. It was a documentary. And some stuff was on point, like the Epstein Island stuff that was on point. You know, um, 
But when it came to the JFK stuff, you know, and that there's some stuff about subliminal messages that I just, you know, who who the fuck knows? I'm not behind QAnon. I'm not a Q guy. To me, it sounds like Trailer Park Scientology. Honestly, it really does. But who who the fuck am I, anyways? But yeah, when it comes to QAnon, I'm not on board. Um, shit. What's your favorite record of all time, Jeff H? Why do you do this to me? See, the music ones are hard. Why do you know? And I, I would really, honestly, uh, Bubba and I both want to dabble more in the music aspect of this podcast. It it's very one sided when it comes to politics. Uh, when it because we're supposed to be politics, music, sports, and weed, and it's pretty much politics ninety seven point two percent of the time. You know, um, I'd like to get outside of that. As far as my favorite album of all time, well. I'm going to have to go with uh, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory um, for a number of reasons. The main one being that album literally saved my life. Uh, you know, when when I was a young man, I was going through some things and I was a drug addict and, you know, I, my, my heart was broken. I didn't know where I stood with family. You know, there's a lot of things going on and I, I, I wanted to kill myself. I really did. Uh, I, I didn't. You know, I didn't want to kill myself like that, but what I wanted to do was either because I was too much of a coward to kill myself. But uh, I, I, uh, I was going to either drink myself to death or OD, one or the other. That was the plan, right? And so one night, you know, I'm I'm working at Little Caesars. I was a, a general manager at Little Caesars back then. I'm 21 years old, and. Uh, I heard this song come on the radio and then one step closer to the edge and I'm about to break and shut up when I'm talking to you. And he's screaming it, man. I got fucking jacked. I was pumped. It put me in really good mood and stuff. So after my shift got over from little Caesars that night, uh, I went and bought hybrid theory. I went to Myers. They were open 24 hours. They still sold music back then. I'm not too sure they do anymore, but anyhow, I go buy the CD and I, I listen to it front to back and back to front all night. And I'm driving around. And I'm crying and I'm singing and I'm screaming. And from there on out, man, I just, that's what I needed at my life. Because everything that they were talking about in that album at that very time, uh, is what I needed to hear at that very moment. And that was life-changing. So I guess my favorite album of all time would be uh, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. I mean, I'm very thankful that that happened because I'm still here, you know, and I got over that, you know, and, and no matter what, like everybody goes through things in life and, and, you know, if you can weather the storm and get through it and, and things get better and, and they did get better, but then they got worse. You know, I was always, I was always in trouble, you know, I was a troublemaker. So, you know, but that did save my life. That got me out of that mode to where like I wanted to die. You know, I wanted to live. I wanted to do good things, you know, and it took me a long time to figure it out from there. Trust me. Um, but anyhow, that's my favorite album of all time. Now, Jeff H, what's your favorite 90s grunge band of all time? <sighs> So let me let me put it to you this way. Uh, obviously, I'm 42 years old, so that grunge era is totally my era. In most of my listeners' era, analytics show that you know my, most of my listeners are between 35 and 45 years old. Hey, but uh, yeah, man, the whole grunge thing. I mean, I can give you the Mount Rushmore of the uh, the Seattle scene. It was uh, you know. Allison Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Uh, my 14-year-old self would say Nirvana. I loved Nirvana back in the day. That was to be a part of something so cool because a lot of people don't, you know, and younger folks don't understand like the music industry at that time when Nirvana was coming out was saturated by the 80s power ballads and and the 80s hair bands which i love that music by the way i have a very soft spot for you know 80s hair bands and arena rock and such like that okay molly crew poison slaughter all those guys but you know that was starting to get a little old you know everything was a power ballad all the shit started sounding the same and then all of a sudden this fucking band comes in with their bomb and up but you bound out don't bound and out but 
to bow out. Fucking smells like teen spirit, dude, which totally fucking changed the landscape of music. Totally changed the landscape of music. I mean, it went, it was an overnight thing. It literally was. It went from, you know, poison, you know, singing every rose has its thorn to fucking Nirvana with the lights out. It's less dangerous. Here we are now, entertain us with this just. A lot of distortion and just a lot of yelling and it was very cool it was so fucking cool i remember i had to go get that cassette tape right away yes i said cassette tape i'm that old y'all and uh you know i man i i firmly believe honestly that nirvana could have been as big as the beatles had cobain stayed alive okay that's how big nirvana was they literally changed everything so then you know going forward there was so much more music that came from there your pearl jams your sound gardens you know your stone temple pilots your allison chains your mud honeys your your melvins oh my god there was just so much music coming out back then and you know, I'm not going to say that 90s rock uh, is comparable to 70s rock because 70s rock was the best time for, for rock and roll, period. I, In my personal opinion, you can say what you want, but 90s rock was a very close second. I mean, we did have a lot of garbage that came out in the 90s, but we had some really cool bands come out in the 90s. And, uh, but my 14-year-old self would say Nirvana, Jeff. Uh my 42-year-old self is going to say Soundgarden, though. Um, number one, because Chris Cornell is hands down my favorite singer-songwriter of all time. I love his voice. I love his songwriting. You know, I love his sound, everything about it. Um, now, his, you know, he went through, you know, Soundgarden. He had Audio Slave, Temple the Dog, you know, and, and some solo stuff. Uh, my favorite stuff with Chris Cornell is actually Audio Slave um, because, you know, it was just, it was different, you know. And it was with the guys from Rage Against the Machine. I know I dogged Rage Against the Machine in our very first episode, and I still will, but you know what? Uh, Audio Slave wasn't preaching uh, anti government uh, music and propaganda. They were just making songs, okay? Rage Against the Machine was saying, fuck you, I don't do what you tell me. And now they're saying, fuck you, do what they tell you. So there's a big difference there. But um, when it comes to my favorite grunge band, I'm going to have to go with Soundgarden. Um, honestly, at the end of the day, Chris Cornell, anything he did in my eyes was amazing. I was heartbroken when he died. Um, I'll never actually, I'll never forget that. You know, I was supposed to go to that concert and then life happened. I really needed to work. I was waiting tables at the time. And uh, I remember waiting on this couple. They were regulars of mine and they were big metalheads like me. So we'd always talk music and shit. And, uh, you know, they were like, aren't you supposed to be at Soundgarden? And I was like, yeah, I should be. But, you know, it just, it didn't work. I need to make money. And so, you know, fast forward, I wake up, you know, I go home, I go to bed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I wake up the next morning. I got like a few text messages from my cousin uh, who uh, my cousin is a runner for Live Nation. So when these these acts come to town, he has to take care of them, you know, get them whatever they need, whatever it may be. He's got to get it for him. OK, uh, I wake up in the morning to text messages because 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 I'm shook text him it's like fucking 7 30 in the morning man I'm like what's up he's like cornell and i'm like what do you mean cornell dude he fucking he's like he fucking killed himself i was like holy shit you know what i'm saying now now i'm heartbroken that literally chris cornell's death broke my ever loving heart it broke my inside child's heart because i remember there was a time where you know, I locked myself in my bedroom for fucking like a month to learn all these Soundgarden songs when uh, Super Unknown came out. Or I'm sorry, was it Super? No, no, no. Down on the Upside. I'm sorry. It wasn't Super Unknown. It was Down on the Upside. Um, 
and I'm learning all these songs on guitar for like a month. And it was so fucked up to learn these because the tuning of these guitars, anybody who knows guitars, you know, knows how to tune one or whatever. But like this guitar tuning for uh, down on the upside was CGCGGE. And it was crazy bar chords and shit like that. But anyways, I did. I locked myself in my bedroom for weeks and learned all these songs, how to play them and such, you know, because I was such a fan and I love Soundgarden. And, uh, you know, bring it back to, you know, 2018 when he died. I mean, we're coming up on that, you know, it's, it's May now and his death was, you know, May 18th in the, in the, uh, MGM casino hotel rooms. And that, that broke my heart. I was sad. A piece of my childhood was taken from me, you know, and anybody who's very much into mute, it's hard for the common person who's like not a big music geek to understand how attached you can get to a certain artist and or music or whatever. Um, I was very much attached and that seriously, I mean, not only did it break my heart, it ripped away a piece of my childhood and, you know, that was, you know, it was different because that's, that's, that's the goat to me. That was my favorite of all time. And, you know, and, and check this out, you know, my cousin, you know, working that show that night was actually one of the last people to see Chris Cornell alive. Um, he watched him get into his car at 1115 at night and drive away, you know, and they, he was found dead by 1205 in his hotel room. And it's so sad, but my cousin did give me, I'll post it on our social medias. Uh, I'll post, uh, his past from that night because, you know, that was, that was very cool for him to give that to me. That was very special to me, you know, and I'll always, I'll always love that forever. Um, let's see who else has got questions today. I'm so glad that, you know, people partook in this, uh, in this, you know, this Q and a thing, you know, because it's been, it's been, you know, different to do this by myself. I kind of feel like you ever watch Wayne's world and, you know, they put the camera on Garth when Wayne's not around. He's like, who, 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 that's kind of what I feel like right now. Uh, but I mean, here we are, but you know what? Ooh, this is a good question now. This oh, okay. This comes from this comes from Dan P. Dan P wants to know, and I'm probably gonna end it up here, okay? Uh he wants to know what I feel about the war in Ukraine. Okay. I feel a lot of things about the war in Ukraine. Um in the very beginning, I was very uh and I'm still upset. I'm very anti-war. I don't think there's there's really any reason to have a war at all, you know, because all it is 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 a bunch of old men throwing temper tantrums about fucking money or whatever it may be, or maybe even returning favors. I don't fucking know. But what's going on in Ukraine is definitely fucked up. Um, I feel this is how I feel about the war over there. I feel bad for the actual citizens of Ukraine. Um, I feel bad for the actual citizens of Russia because they don't want this either. I don't feel bad for any of the governments involved. I don't feel bad for the Russian government. I don't feel bad. I definitely don't feel bad for the Russian government. Fuck Putin. But I, you know, I don't feel bad for the uh, Ukrainian government either. You know, I don't think they're very innocent in this. There's a lot going on that we don't know and that we're never going to know, probably. But uh, I'm not going to just sit here and pretend like you know, that this is, this, that they're innocent. I, I will never, I'll never stand behind any government. Okay. Because all they're out to do is, is hurt their own people. That's what they're doing in America. That's what they're doing, you know, in other countries. So I'm, I'm not going to stand behind those, those fucking lunatics, those psychopaths, those sociopaths. I mean, anything that you could call a politician bad, that's how I feel right now. Um, but as, as, as far as that war goes, um, Putin can fuck off, Zelensky can fuck off, and Biden can fuck off, okay? That's how I feel about that right now. Because what the fuck's going on over there is absolutely insane. Putin's dropping bombs just because he fucking can, because he knows Ukraine can't defend himself, okay? And now the, you know, the United States government is sending them billions of dollars of her own money and weapons, which I'm okay. I was okay with the weapons at first because we're the ones who helped disarm them. You know, I don't know if you listen to earlier shows or whatever but you know the united states is part of the reason why ukraine doesn't have very much weapons um 
But as far as like to keep sending them money and now sending them more military equipment and stuff like that, and any weapon of war is up for grabs now. I mean, any weapon of war means, and I said this on the last episode, any weapon of war means we're going to have to have we're going to have to partake in that war somehow because if they say any weapons of war these people aren't current on some of these things because we're decades ahead of them when it comes to military equipment so who's going to teach them how to do it or who's going to do it you know what i'm saying we're getting closer and closer to digging our own boots in the ground i don't like that at all this has a like i said earlier this has a george bush presidency written all over it i'm not with it um so how do i feel about that war fuck that war fuck those people you know, fuck those governments, not fuck those people, fuck those governments, because there's there is there is things going on that we will never be able to understand or comprehend. And that's really fucked up. But we are fuck that war. Um, I'm not with it. But as far as uh, the questions, I think I think I got all the questions covered. I'm almost positive I did. If I didn't, I apologize. I will do this again. Bubba the Mouth, don't ever leave me again, though. This was very, very uh, nerve-wracking to do alone. Oh, shit. Bubba the Mouth had questions. Hang on a second, y'all. I can't leave without Bubba now. Like, Bubba the Mouth is a part of this. Oh, Bubba the Mouth wants to know how we can get some lefties on the show. We want Democrats here. I would love to sit down with you people and have a constructive conversation. It doesn't have to turn into a smackdown. I don't want it to turn into a smackdown. I'm done with that shit, dude. It's, it gets tiring. It gets old. You know, come on, people. We're better than that. But yeah, um, Bubba wants to know if we have any Democrats that want to come do this show. I would love that too. Like, please, if you're a Democrat and you're down and can have a constructive conversation without fucking losing your mind, let's do it, man. I'm, I'm down with it. I want it. I actually want it. Um, and oh, are there any local bands wanting to promote? Are there? We would love to promote local music. I mean, this is a thing, man. This is a thing. We love music. Music is life to me. I mean, that's a lifeline. But uh, but yeah, any local bands I want to promote, please reach out, man. We'll we'll give you a shout out. I don't care what kind of music it is. I'm cool with promoting local music no matter what. But now let's get to the end of the show here where uh, I am going to bring up the food drive once again. Come on, y'all. We do have donations now. We, we started getting some donations in. I'm really excited about it. Come on. Let's not let any kid go hungry, please. I mean, it's kids. Let's let's help these kids out. Um, it's going on until June 10th. You can reach out. You can DM us. If you have my phone number, you can text me, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll be happy to pick it up or meet you or whatever, man. Um, but uh, until next time, man, much love, y'all. Please, you know, please open your minds to a different way of life because we, we deserve better than what's going on out there right now. I will say that we deserve so much better. And uh, that being said, much love, y'all. Much love. <laughs>